0: You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast and news update. And as always, please remember to subscribe to Lockdown Texas on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my boy,
0: John. Some sports got Hickman here on the, I uh, normally would we'll call it Fun Friday, and normally I would say go out, have a drink, enjoy yourself. But since we are still technically in a uh, quote-unquote quarantine time, well, still have fun. They can still have fun, just. Stay your ass inside the house. Yeah, have
1: fun with your family. That's the the best part about get to know your kids.
0: Some of y'all don't know y'all kids.
1: Exactly. You get to enjoy your significant other, you get to enjoy your parents, you get to enjoy your kids. This is just the perfect time to actually build the relationship with the ones you love. I know me personally, that's the biggest takeaway I have gotten out of this whole entire um quarantine time because John, you know me, I stay busy constantly. I never have time to spend with my wife, my, my parents. And, you know, just so I can actually have time now just to hold nice conversations with them and eat them and not be on the go every day, all day. I mean, I'm still working hard, but just have some extra time to relax and, you know, just be with the ones you love. Because as exactly. we know, one thing this coronavirus has taught us that you might be here today and gone tomorrow.
0: Exactly, man. If some of y'all can figure out how fun your significant other is, right? Uh, (laughs) Just getting the chance to say, oh, you know what? I I do like you. I really do. It has been some time since we just kicked it. So that's the great thing about it, in a sense, if you want to put the silver lining on everything that's going on. But your Houston Texans, guys, they do not stop. They don't stop. The Texans just donated $100,000 to launch the Greater Houston COVID-19 Recovery Fund. The Texans are partnering with the United Way of Greater Houston and the Greater Houston Community Foundation. The Texans have made over several donations, including $500,000 from the McNair family to the Houston Food Bank and $50,000 from the team to the Southern Smoke Foundation. I love what this organization does. When we look looking around sports right now, I'm going to stick to sports because that's why you're here. There's been issues like what's going on in Philly with the 76ers. There's been so many ups and downs and what will, you know, franchises do to help the city or help the employees and help the workers. And there will never be a hundred percent perfect, ideal you know, way of going about things. Cause you know, the most ideal way to go about things is, you know what, we are still going to pay our employees. And as dope as that would be, we would all love it. I know I would, Cody, I know you would, as you work for the Sabercats. However, if nobody is bringing in money, then there's no revenue. And that's very difficult. I, I would understand if this is a week thing or a week and a half or two weeks, but the NBA season has shut down. The MLB season has shut down. NHL, every major sport has shut down. Well, really, all sports are shut down. So there's no money coming in. And to see these teams come about holding hands together and say, you know what, we're going to help the best way we can. I love it. And in front of everybody, there's always a team here in Houston. The Texans, what they just did. Les Alexander, he just came out. I think he donated, well, I believe, $1.5 million to help the city in our time of need. I know we have issues with Dan Tony. I know. There's a guy right now that I follow on Twitter. He's a fun follow, actually. My man, the Nash-owned J, goes by Nay. He has been committed every day, and I tweeted him today, dedication. Fire O'Brien. He's been tweeting it for the last week. I know we have issues with our head coaches, our front office. And right now, you know how Cal McNair is doing as the active owner, as Janice has kind of been off the scene. But nevertheless, help is always needed and it's appreciated. And we had the DeAndre Hopkins Appreciation Show yesterday, had a call-to-call in. A call, that was a fun show. But the fact that we can come together in this time, guys, that means a lot. Kudos to the Houston Texans. Kudos to Liz Alexander, the former Rockets owner, and the entire city, like Houston always does, come together in a time of need. With that being said, it still is Friday. And I know we have a lot of coronavirus stuff going on, but you deserve a corona. At least. And the Texans now sit at 40th in the 2020 NFL draft after the DeAndre Hopkins trade. They did acquire the David Johnson. We did a lot of talking about what David Johnson can do and things of that nature. Now we really need to focus on what the Texans should do at 40th. Don't go
1: anywhere, everybody. You know, you mentioned you can still go out and have fun and to crack open a Corona. But, John, if I'm the company of the Corona Beer Factory, I'm 100 percent changing my name when this is all over with.
0: Absolutely not. Listen, What did you mean? I'm a Corona guy. I don't want to.
1: What are you going to change it to? And gonna- Corona, that name is forever torn. It's just like the word viral. I'm pretty sure there's going to be another verb to, to describe a big social media meme now. Nobody wants to say viral or Corona after this. Let me tell you something.
0: When I go to the store, I want my Corona. I don't want to I don't wanna dibble and dabble in something else. I want what I want. Don't change... Uh, I'm sorry, don't change the name. But right now, today, we talked about the number 40 pick in the 2020 draft where the Texans sit at. And I thought to myself, now there is a growing need for a number one receiver. Now this year's draft is filled with them. You have rugs, you have CD lamb, you have, you have a laundry list of talented receivers in this year's draft. But at 40, I thought to myself, who could the Texans go out and nab? well, There's one player, we've seen him in the National Championship game the last few years. We've seen him dominate at Clemson. T. Higgins, and who better to talk about T. Higgins than Matthew Smith of Locked On Clemson. Matthew, what's going on?
2: Guys, I'm I'm happy to be with you. I am a big Corona fan myself. I have been calling this virus COVID-19 because I'm trying to save Corona. <laughs> because I, I, I always want to see it. So I'm trying to rescue Corona little by little. I don't even call it the Corona virus because I I can't have them messing with my beach beer. <laughs> there we go.
0: Exactly. It's a beach beer. It's something you drink on your water on a long day, a long week. You get your Corona. Knock, knock back to... And have a good time. You I'm calling it the COVID-19. The COVID-19. I'm not
2: calling it Corona. <laughs> Whatever. That's vote, it. I, 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 I live in Charleston too, guys. So beach beer is important. Okay. What you, what you sneak onto the beach away from the authorities is a big deal in Charleston and, and and Corona's perfect for it.
0: Perfect. And you know what? I think T Higgins will be a perfect fit for Houston considering, well, you know, that's why we're having this conversation. DeAndre Hopkins is out of town Arizona shipped over that second round pick, number 40. <laughs> we need him. We need a receiver. And here's the perfect scenario for me. And then I'm going to let you talk about T. Higgins because of all of us, you would have the most insight on the type of guy he is, the type of player he is, and overall what he can bring to an NFL franchise. The perfect scenario for the Texans, and that's if they prioritize bringing in a receiver. We know we have had some controversial, uh, Lack of common-sense leadership at GM thus far. That's if San Fran and Green Bay passes on T. Higgins. I think they are both in the market for a receiver. Maybe Green Bay may look at fixing uh, their defense a little bit more. They did a wonderful job last year of fixing their defense. Maybe they go out and look for a cornerback, or maybe they go for a receiver. If I'm San Francisco, Emmanuel Sanders is going – Yes, Debo Samuel was a big, big help last year, especially when Samuel got to town. But they also need a receiver. However, Denzel Mims out of Baylor, he may sneak into one of those spots. I'm curious to see if San Fran and Green Bay passes on T. Higgins. I think if they if they both pass on him, he slips to at least 40. If he falls to 40, I think the Texans should go out there and get him. He's a big receiver. He's 6'4". He scored on 20% of his uh, catches tied the school record for most touchdowns for a receiver, ran in the mid 4-5, sounds a lot like who? DeAndre Hopkins. Smith, what what, what should we know about T. Higgins?
2: Well, I, I liked what you said there, John Cody. First of all, I, I mean, well, I guess I'll do this at the end. I'll tell you about T. Higgins and you guys are going to have to tell me how many Coronas somebody has to drink before they trade DeAndre Hopkins. But that, we'll get back to that in a second. But The only thing I would say about T. Higgins, that there would be caution, I don't know that he will develop into an alpha in the NFL, meaning I don't know that he's Julio Jones or DeAndre Hopkins. I I don't know that he's that, but I I will tell you what I do think translates uh, from what I saw collegiately to the NFL, and that's red zone production. I think he's a touchdown maker. And that's why if you hold on to Deshaun Watson, and I cannot, I, I, he's got this this cryptic tweet out there. But if you've got Deshaun oh my gosh, Watson, I love it. I love it. <laughs> So so when you're inside the 20 yard line, now think about the you know the ideal scenario. Now if you've got a big physical receiver on the outside, I guess we all just we you know DeAndre Hopkins, like you said, he's out of town. So. What, what you have then with a combination of Deshaun Watson and T. Higgins is you have someone in Watson who can make plays with his legs, extend plays, and then Higgins has that great catch radius. And he's better even than the numbers would suggest. He played in a lot of blowouts. He, he put up big numbers at Clemson, but forget that. He didn't play in the fourth quarter almost the entire season because they were playing Boston College or Wake Forest or Louisville every week. So his numbers could have been even bigger. And he's a really good combination with Watson because Watson, and we saw him have a knack for this with uh, DeAndre Hopkins, he knows how to put the ball up high inside the red zone and, and produce six points. You know, some quarterbacks are good between the 20. Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins had a knack for making touchdowns. Higgins can bring that back to the Texans. What I don't know that he'll do is I don't know that he'll take the top off of defense. I don't know that he can go up against the best corners in the NFL and just blow by those guys, you know, you know, make them take a false step on a double move and beat them over the top. He could do it on occasion, but not consistently, you know, that, that's, uh, you know, the guys, AJ Green did that for a long time. Julio Jones did that. Uh, and I don't, Sammy Watkins is doing it now with the chiefs. I don't think you'll see that from Higgins, but but if you guys land him at 40, that's a steal because I think most of the people that I've spoken to have him graded on the back end of the first round, but you just pointed it out. Some teams don't have that need, so they might they might not take the value there and go with the position of need. If he falls in your lap at 40, you take him, and he'd be a really, really nice compliment to Watson inside the twenty.
0: And that's what I'm thinking right now. At 40, if this trade was made and we received the 40th pick and we still had Hopkins, absolutely not. I think you maybe go fix your your secondary. And we have a big problem. You know, Clemson pipeline, DJ Rita's going. Another Clemson pipeline, we really can't trust Carlos Watkins. He's active one game and then three games in a row he's at healthy scratch. So we can go out there and fix our either interior or edge rush position. But the fact of the matter is, we need a receiver now. We signed Ron McCall. We know how good of a, a third or second receiver Kenny Steeles is. We cannot trust Will Fuller. That has always been our, you know, our issue. Well, if he can stay healthy, but he's not healthy. So at 40, because of the need of receiver, then that's why I like the T. Higgins pick.
2: Yeah, I, I think at some point, you just have to take the value, you know, and and, and like you said, see, I, I don't track the Texans as closely, obviously, as you guys, nobody tracks them as closely as you do, but hey, I was watching them from afar, because there were a lot of players that I cared about, like Deshaun Watson, like DJ Reader, that are playing there, um, you know, in Houston, and what I saw, I, I this is why it's inexplicable to me that they let DeAndre Hopkins get away, I know there's some sort of personality conflict, but the fact, if you go back just A couple of years, this is a team built around Deshaun Watson. You have DeAndre Hopkins, so it's like, check, check. Will Fuller is a compliment. Okay, check. I know you had problems on the offensive line. And then on the pass rushing side, when you have a healthy J.J. Watt and you had Jadevian Clowney, check, check. You had DJ Reader who was just, you know, made one of the highest paid defensive tackles. You had that and you had defensive backs that were making Pro Bowls. I don't know what Bill O'Brien is thinking. Maybe you guys can kind of explain it to me. What is the thought process before dismantling a team that had that foundation?
1: That is a question only Bill O'Brien can answer because nobody from us here at Locked On Texans, from The beat reporters who be around this team 24-7, when you read their articles, they don't even know um – the few sources we have within the organization, they don't even know. I mean, you just basically summed up what John and myself has been saying ever since we took over this podcast. You look at the foundation at what they had. You had your franchise quarterback. You had arguably, if not the best receiver in the league. You had a pretty good secondary. You had a, 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 a front line on the defensive end that was pretty good when J.J. Watt was healthy. You blink your eyes and it's like, what the hell just happened? Just about all (laughs) those players, except for Deshaun Watson, are gone. And it's really frustrating here in Houston on what's going on overall for 16 and Kirby. But back to the T. Wiggins conversation, you you, you said something that kind of caught my eye because um, you mentioned that you don't think he's going to be a player who's going to to develop into, let's say, the likes of a DeAndre Hopkins or a Michael Thomas or one of the top-tier receivers in this league. So with that being said, what do you think the ceiling would be for Higgins once he gets to the NFL and, you know, gets his mojo and get accustomed to playing, um, you know, let's say, big boy
2: football? Right. Um, He does have a high ceiling for a couple of reasons. One – Again, it has a lot to do with the fit. If he were to go somewhere, and I'm trying to think of a good example, if he goes somewhere and plays with a quarterback that's a little bit scatter armed, you know, maybe okay, I'll give you an example. Let's let's take a guy who had a great season last year, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has great arm strength. We know what he can do with his legs, but the only drawback that Lamar Jackson has is he's not always putting the ball precisely where he wants to. Now that he might get that, and if he gets that, I guess he's Patrick Mahomes. I guess it's a it's a wrap. But just as an example, he's a great quarterback, but doesn't always put the ball where he wants it to be, especially when on those little touch passes. And that's something that Deshaun Watson can do. And, and- that's why I really like the fit with Higgins there. So what is his ceiling? I think it really depends on where he goes. I think he could be such a playmaker with the Texans or any quarterback that is really really accurate. You just mentioned Michael Thomas. I mean, Higgins would be great with somebody like Drew Brees because Brees knows how to utilize big targets like, you know, Jimmy Graham for years. So I really think accuracy is the key for Higgins. He's got a really big catch radius. He can out he can outmuscle guys So I think his ceiling is, if he's going to be a pro bowler, he's going to be a pro bowler because he has like 70 catches and 12 touchdowns. So that's, that's why he would be a, you know, a a pro bowler. That's why he'd be a player you'd get excited about is because of all the plays he might be making one-handed grabs on the sideline for first downs. What he, and I just keep coming back to this and it's not even a knock. I mean, he's a human being. He can't be perfect. I just don't see him making plays over the top. And, I'm, you know, you guys you guys throw out a good cornerback you face a lot in the AFC South. Who's one of the cornerbacks there that's pretty good cover guy?
0: Well, we had A.J. Bouye. He's gone. We had Jalen Ramsey. He's been gone. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, we also have a, a revamp coach defense who just actually signed Xavier Rhodes. We'll see how that goes. But we do have some defenses in our in our uh conference.
2: Our yeah, so, okay, uh, J- yeah Jalen Ramsey's a good example. So Jalen Ramsey would be able to recover, I think, against Higgins in terms of speed. You know, if he had a false step, I think he could recover if you're you know, if you're looking at trying to defend every blade of grass, as they say. But Higgins would have an advantage almost on almost any cornerback in pro football in terms of going up and making a catch on those 50-50 balls Absolutely. he would be like the guy you bet on so yeah when you talk about I, I read an stealing... article
0: i'm
2: sorry i read yeah, an article ahead.
0: where they said the 50-50 balls are really 80-20 balls because he he comes down with them more times than not
2: <laughs> right right that that's that's exactly what i would say is that if you've got a quarterback that can do that and gets a rapport with him and has a confidence in him. Because here's another thing you guys know about: if you track the NFL a lot, is it a lot of times it's about the number of targets. There are a lot, man. There are a lot of athletes out there at wide receiver, but some of them might go through a season and get 15, 20, 25 targets. Well, you can't make plays like that. So it's about the quarterback trusting you, and that's what happened with Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins. The reason Hopkins was able to put up those numbers is because Deshaun Watson knew in times of trouble, when the stress is on and I need a, I need my man to make a play, I know who I'm going to. And Higgins would be the kind of player that could build trust with a quarterback because he's going to make a lot of tough catches in traffic even when he's covered. So if you say, Smitty, what's his ceiling? His ceiling is making a pro bowler because he catches double-digit touchdowns and he makes a quarterback look good.
0: Yeah, you know what? I, I will say this about Higgins before I ask you know my final question. He does remind me of a, a better – when I look at wide receivers, one thing I judge, of course we judge hands, but I also judge separation. And he reminds me of, of a better version of Mike Williams. Played with the De- uh, Deshaun Watson at Clemson, who won a national title game, which by the way, also thought he had like two concussions in that game. But that's neither here nor there. When I look at Higgins and his ability, I think well, he he's a guy that you know one one season Mike Williams had eight touchdowns, I believe. We only had maybe four or five hundred yards. I think Higgins is a guy that can get you the a thousand, eleven hundreds and then eight or nine touchdowns in the season because I think he's a much better route runner. And I think over the course of time, he'll become a better route runner because when Hopkins first came out of Clemson, he was not a polished route runner as he is right now. So he worked on that. I think Higgins can as well. One thing I want to ask you about Higgins, the possibility of joining the Houston Texans, this franchise has been known to pass up on guys and select guys simply off of character. We drafted Kevin Johnson over Marcus Peters. We do things like this because character is essentially very important for Houston. Houston, Texans, the organization of one of the most, in all franchises, they believe in their saving face. And that's what I want to ask you about, his character. That means a lot to Houston, and anybody interested in bringing in any guy to the city of Houston to play football, they want to know about his character.
2: Yes, and that's an excellent question, and I, and I agree. What did I just say? There's so many athletes out there. So what separates those athletes? What's inside? What's inside those guys? And and T. Higgins was nothing but a model citizen at Clemson, uh, and and one thing I really liked about him, which could really fit well because he will be playing with some, uh, you know, some other talented guys. He didn't call for the ball. He's not one of those guys that, you know, playing with Trevor Lawrence, with Travis Etienne in the backfield. You know, there's, there's, he played alongside Justin Ross, who you guys will be talking about drafting next season. Uh, You know, there was a lot of footballs that had, a lot of, you know, mouths that had to be fed. And he didn't make a peep about that. All he did was go out and do his job and make plays when he was called upon. And so often he was pulled out at halftime or in the third quarter. And he did not talk about his stats. I don't know if he thought about them, but he certainly didn't talk about them because I was there in a lot of post games with a microphone in his mouth and all he talked about was so that I think is is why he would be a really nice compliment for the Houston Texans and what they're trying to, to build right now. Look, I, I was, you know, I was giving Bill O'Brien a hard time earlier, but okay, that's the guy that's in charge. If this vision is going to work then it's going to be built around Deshaun Watson, and they're going to run the football probably a little bit more than they did in the the last couple of years, try to protect him. And that means there won't be as many balls in the air. So that means somebody's probably not going to get 100 catches. T. Higgins has already been in an offense like that at Clemson, and he didn't make a peep. So as as, as far as character goes, I think he would be doing cartwheels and roundoffs to play with Deshaun Watson.
0: In his three years at Clemson, one thing I love about any football player, how do you grow? This is my last statement about him. His first year, only 17 catches, 345 yards, two touchdowns. 2018, 59 catches, 936 yards, 12 touchdowns. The very next year, last year, same amount of catches, but he increased his yards by 200 yards, averaged almost 20 yards per catch, 13 touchdowns, tied himself 27 a total overall touchdowns in three years that tie with DeAndre Hopkins and Sammy Watkins. I think Higgins is a perfect guy for the Texans, especially considering, you made a good point, we will probably run the ball a lot more so the receivers we have around we need
2: for you to be a little bit more uh, dependable. That was That was what I was guessing because if you're going to move off DeAndre Hopkins, and I know you've added an offensive lineman, and I know that uh, you know you, you've got a stable of running backs now. So I, I just assumed you guys uh, were gonna, you know, we're looking for uh, to, to almost protect Deshaun Watson with the running game now. So that maybe play action comes into play. And you know what? That'd be great for T. Higgins. Run, run, run. It's something he's used to because teams had to defend Travis Etienne in college. And what does that lead to one-on-one coverage and play action opportunities? And so it's Houston, if Bill O'Brien's right, I don't know that he is. Cause I would have kept Deandre Hopkins. Uh, I wouldn't have traded, uh, you know, the U S treasury for Deandre Hopkins, but that's neither here nor there. Now that's done. That's gone. So now you have to look at what the team's going to be like. And, and you're absolutely right. I really like the fit with Higgins, uh, based on that based on the fact he could probably just catch 30 40 50 balls and still make a really big impact on your team because of how many first downs and touchdowns he produces
1: hey hey smitty um looking at the other side of the of the ball Of course, you know, we actually need to improve our secondary. And there's another guy in Clemson that I actually have my eye eye on. And I believe he is a guy that the Texans can possibly get in one of those later rounds or one of those sleeper rounds. So what do you know or what can you tell me about Kavon Wallace? I mean, this is a guy who seems like he has been one of the top safeties in the um, college football rank. So what do you know about Kavon Wallace?
2: Yeah, Kayvon Wallace is, a, is a, a a great guy for the NFL because his cover skills are going to translate. I, I've been kind of comparing and contrasting, and it, it sounds like I've been kind of blasting one guy, and I really haven't meant to do that. I really like Tanner Muse, who is the mm-hmm. other safety at Clemson, but Tanner, it, it, if you saw what Brent Venables, the defensive coordinator for Clemson, did, if you guys watched the national championship game, he put Tanner Muse in the box because – it, it was just not it was it gonna worked. be a mismatch if if he was if he was gonna have to cover those L S U receivers. So it just wasn't fair to him. So he came down and, and tried to, you know, he, he was he was covering tight ends, covering running backs, supporting in the run game. But Kayvon Wallace was left on the back end because he's a true safety and that's where he's gonna translate to in the NFL. Uh he's got everything you want. Uh, from an NFL safety perspective. And he played at Clemson under Brent Venables, so he also got the opportunity to play in a lot of different looks, a lot of different looks in front of him. So he's going to come in ready to play and ready to contribute. He probably is not a star, but he is absolutely 100% an NFL starter. So, yeah, same thing, the value. If he's there in the later rounds, you know what you're getting in Kayvon Wiles. He's not a project. He's ready to go. He could start for the Texans at safety if he had to next season. He would—I I would absolutely trust him to do that with one off-season of work.
0: Matt, before we get out of here, can you let the people know where they can find you? I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. Super excited Good. for the listeners to listen <laughs> to this show. And where can they find you? Locked on, uh, locked on Clemson, uh, locked yes. on Gamecock. Where can they find everything? Yeah.
2: Matthew Smith. Yeah, that's right. You, uh, I, I work for an organization called the Sports Talk Radio Network out of South Carolina. We cover both Clemson and South Carolina. So I, I do Locked On Clemson and Locked On Gamecocks, and you can find them wherever you're finding Locked On Texans because we're part of the same network. And I hope we get together again, guys, because I like this because I, I really want to bring NFL guys in because um, I, I love the perspective of who can play in the league and who can't. You know what I mean, like so you guys mm-hmm. watch college football, I'm sure, and you see guys that are really, really good college football players, but they can't play at the big boy level, and you recognize that very quickly, so I'd love to keep going back and forth about who you think those guys are at Clemson and south carolina
0: we 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 will the draft is next month, actually, yeah, only a, about twenty eight days away uh we will have to revisit because not only Clemson, we gotta look at South Carolina as well. Really, the ACC. You know, that's a that's a fun conference. So I can't wait to let's 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 get back in a couple of weeks and then bring you back on the show, man. How about that?
2: That is no problem. I would love For to do versa. it. And and I can I can tell you guys about a lot of the ACC teams. I happen to go cover a lot of them this year. With uh, I got them just I, you know they got they got clubbed by Clemson, but I can tell you which players put up a fight.
0: <laughs> All right, man. Well, until next time, thank you very much for joining the show. And not only All will right. we have you come on ours, we have to get on yours as well.
2: Absolutely, John Cody. Anytime, I'll be calling you back.
0: You know, Smitty did ask how many Coronas would you have to drink before you trade DeAndre Hopkins, and personally, the amount should be zero because I wouldn't do it. But uh if I would have to guess, a whole, lot.
1: A whole I, lot. I don't I I honestly do believe this what I'm about to say. I do not believe there is an amount of coronas you can drink in order to say that's a good deal. Not only to trade DeAndre Hopkins, but to say that's a good deal. Let's close let's close it out. I I, I don't get it. Even if you are the drunkest person in the world. I I I refuse to believe you would not be in your right mind to say that that's a good deal. Let's go. I, I, no. No. Well, I refuse re- to believe that.
0: Reports did show that no team was willing to give a first rounder for DeAndre Hopkins.
2: I don't, I believe, don't that. believe
0: that. I don't believe
2: that. <laughs> I do not believe
0: this that, that at all. punch, you owe me lunch. But now that we have to stay inside and can't go out, you owe me brunch. But I don't believe that.
1: I, I don't believe that at all. So oh, you yeah, telling me
0: first round digging,
1: digging? You Tuesday telling me
0: first time twice? I don't believe it.
1: I, no, no, I don't believe that. I, I, no, th- who reported
0: that? Uh, I, I saw it all over Twitter.
1: No, I don't. Whoever reported that, either a they need to fire these sources, or b they just need to stop because now they're just making stuff up. I do do not believe that whatsoever. That's where we're at right now.
0: Uh, But but it is Friday. Cody, you want to leave them with some fun
1: words, things they can do in the house? Uh, (laughs) Keep your head up. Netflix, chill. Enjoy your family. Enjoy Locked On Texans, Locked On Rockets, Locked On Astros. You know what? We should put together that that ultimate Locked On Houston show, the one we've been trying to get for months.
0: Remember, we tried. We really tried. Uh, but, you know, things did not go accordingly to plan. But, yeah, we need to get with the rest of the guys, the Locked On Houston family, and uh, go ahead and take care of that. It's not like we have many, much other things to do right now.
1: Yeah, we really don't. So let's, let's,
0: let's let's make that a thing. And I would like to tell you guys, that hey, me and my friends, we have been doing push-up challenges you know, see 30, do 30, take time out to work out at home, get some sit-ups in. Uh, I have a basketball court. We have an entire gym in my job. So when I get off at 6 o'clock in the morning after working the 12-hour shift the last couple of days, I've been doing sit-ups, push-ups, and then I've been working out, getting my basketball in, hooping, getting my game right. So any of you buses want to meet on the court, follow me on Twitter, ask some sports guy, tweet me, let me know how you feel. I'm a, I'm a little bigger. That shot, pure. That mid-range is pure, baby.
1: Well, I'm not going to challenge you on the court, especially right now, because you might get arrested. I'll get a ticket. <laughs> but if you want to continue reading about basketball, football, or whatever, please follow me on Twitter at Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24.
0: Houston, just like the last couple of weeks. Stay safe, stay sanitized, and stay sane. We'll see you next Monday. Peace!
2: You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. Every day.